my pleasure to invite up to the stage a man I describe as Maoga. He has been through all, all the pathways you can think about when they talk about career. He worked in a university, worked in a teaching hospital. He has worked in an industry, one of those people that you know control a lot of um, oil resources. He has worked in Shell and all of that. So any which way you want it, he has seen it all. It's my great pleasure to invite my boss at work, Dr. Edet, to come and give me Thank you. Thank God for today and thank God for organizers and all of us. Can we still have a quick finish? But while waiting for it projected. Please, I'd like to find out how many of us are, well, everybody is a student, I mean, undergraduate. How many of us are undergraduates here? Okay. Postgraduate. Then, I will say you are overgraduate. Our graduate being the consultants and so on. But everybody is learning. Okay, so most postgraduates are so I'll try and measure what, what I'll say. Uh, can we have, have this slide? Or do I just stop without this slide? Alright. The topic is career, well, it's about career development. There are some words that follow that residency, industry, and so on. One of the things I like to say it's about what career is and what it is not, so that there will not be a misunderstanding of what we're talking about. You hear about the word career, you hear about the word job, you hear about the word profession. It don't mean the same way. You are a resident, you are employed, so you have a job, isn't it? The job earns you money, so jobs are really about money. I have a job and I earn this amount. Uh, on my return now to the teaching hospital, I've come to realize that uh, many are so keen the money. And that's why they tend to stay on job because job to them and job is money. If you want to build a career, we will discuss what career is later. Please, 
don't equate that job to money. One of the reasons why I've never educated that money, most of the time that we go on strike, not, not like uh, the current one. So, it's about money. Some of the residents that will not finish their partition, they're staying or they're scolding when to do the exam. Because of money. Certainly, if you want to have a career, money would not be a major issue that you're looking at. Well, in developing your career, you have to survive, so there will be some money, you know, uh, that you will earn while trying to do so. So, when, when you are to be taken to work somewhere, and you talk about career, what the mean is, usually, what is your long-term goal? Even if you don't earn anything now, what is your long-term goal? If you can answer that question, then you have the desire and intent of building a career. So that when you get onto a job, say you have a job somewhere, in the days in which SHOs, used to call the new entrance residency program when they used to earn 200 and something naira. And here you were somewhere in Sokoto earning 1,500. And once the employment was possible, after about three months, you have to return to earning 200 and something naira. Yet, you gladly take the job. When other, others are running around private things, so we don't really work in the hospital, and they are maybe the faculty are being offered call duty, and yours is not being offered call duty. And they are earning almost double what you earn. Yet, gladly stay there and you want to continue. Then you have a career. I don't mean a career of necessity you will have to come with some very stringent conditions. Then it must be that you have a career. Yet, something that you see far beyond the job that you're doing now and what you're earning. It's like saying a career is like having a vision of what you want to be even after death. What record about your life that you want to see 
we talked about also the output and the impact that you have made. That is area. That first one, talking about, I wish it could be made better so that it can be seen. It's talking about profession. If you say you have a profession, it's just that you have knowledge, you know, and you, you have something that you're good at and it can get you money. That, that's a profession. So people struggle to have the best profession because they want to show what they are good at and that goodness will attract money. Uh, I think the, the closer it is, isn't it, the better. Okay. So there's a job, there's your profession, and then your career. Your career deals with what I've talked about. The first thing I talked about passion, something that you're passionate about, which if every other thing is taken away, even if when they say you're not going to earn one cover, you will still pursue it. That's a career. How does that relate to being a resident, for, for instance? Please, can you move on to the one that talks about residency? Yes, the closer it is, the better. Can you move it forward a more? So when you join the residency program, why are you in the residency program? You want to acquire more money by joining the residency program, or you want to pursue a vision that you have. These are 15 faculties. You might have chosen the faculty that will address the skills that you want to acquire, the knowledge of skills that you want to acquire. But being, being a, a dental surgeon or being a pediatrician uh, may not be what your, your, your passion and goal is. So while you are there, you're busy developing other skills and being competent in those things that will take you to where you're going. For example, your goal may be to be the one that will turn Nigeria around by becoming her president. Your goal may be about someone who, if you're teaching us to, for instance, is the state of decay, 
and you know that some of the knowledge and skills that you want to acquire will have to be acquired in the teaching also. Then you begin to develop other skills and you do everything to make sure that you demonstrate those skills and see how to work. For example, if you want to be CFD and you're a soldier and you're becoming a CFD is to place a drill in the teaching hospital and transform it into a world-class teaching hospital. Well, becoming a surgeon take you there. Just becoming a surgeon take you there. Or being a, an obstetrics and gynecology expert. It will take you there. So some of the skills that you will need, you will have, of necessity, have to begin to demonstrate it. I know of a CMD. He hasn't been CMD for long. Who said to himself, if I can, if I want to be CMD, then I must know a lot about management. I must know how to manage people. I must know how to lead people. I must know how to guide the process of development. So, when you see people become ARD president, some people that they are in, they don't have really a career or a mission in changing the face of health where they are. Maybe they just want a big name that are the ARD president before. He learned how to manage people, learned how to manage materials, learned how to manage money, so that the day he becomes a consultant, the next day that you see him, he wants to lead the ARD. And he leads the ARD in such a way that it's not about um, saying what, what there for me, but what is there about my getting the goal of changing the teaching hospital. So the passion may not even be becoming the CMD, the passion will be uh, to join the World Health Organization, maybe to become Minister of Health, you know, and so on. So you see that the Surgery is not his end, but the career, the outcome, the impact of his life in the area of health is to make sure that, I mean, true change, I'm not talking of just any kind of change, so that the lives of people will become better. And that's that, that, that is good in life. So, uh, it's, it's not easy for you to be uh, 
a primary school teacher and to become that, isn't it? So that primary school teacher may want to get into politics, they want to become you know, a health, health, health uh, worker and on and on and on in order to pursue a career in changing people's lives. So it's not about being a surgeon or a pediatrician or a gynecologist or a public health physician. The goal is don't want people to die. I want to find myself in a place where I can stop them. I can stop people from becoming ill. That's a career. Though the pathway, you may have to pass may have to be that of uh, some of the sub-specialties that I've mentioned. So, if you to ask yourself, uh, I'm in medicine, what am I here for? Is it to develop skills and be the best gynecologist? Well, uh, I don't know. But, the career has normally transcend technical ability. Okay, for the industry, uh, I've listed many. Basically, in the industry, you have many challenges and there are rules that ensure that the health worker and also the, the, the community which, which uh, is situated do not suffer from uh, effects of whatever uh, product that they have. For example, uh, in agriculture, we see what has happened to agriculture. Many people are afraid to eat beans, not so. We agriculture, services, and health care. So, where is being produced or where it is being sold, uh, your goal will be to Sure that people eat healthy diet, not just uh, become someone who can produce a million tons, you know, of a particular type, a good type uh, in a year. But it goes beyond that. You want to see people that are healthy. So you see, you will study if. If, if it means that privately to know about the conditions that will affect man, uh, if you study political science or whatever else to see how to influence policy and be there as a policy maker and so on. So, career is not a profession. Career is not a job. Career is about having an impact on people to be the environment to work, be the end product to service people, on people such that you will leave the world a better place and you will be glad that that is what you need in your lifetime. Thank you.
Thank you, sir. I want to call up the second person. She's also another of my boss. I have too many bosses. Um, I met her when, when I was a student. She works in Federal Teaching Hospital at Bagelike. She works as a consultant dermatologist there, apart from other things she does. She's also the chairman of CMDA Boyne State and the National FinSec of CMDA. I want to invite Dr. Nino to give us our presentation. Praise the Lord. You know we are Christian doctors, so we won't forget that. Praise the Lord. It's a privilege to be here, and I don't know what to do like about being involved and not. Um, well, I'm happy that um, we already have a background of what we are discussing. You know, as children of God, we still need to understand that we are here on a mission. And that mission is that God's kingdom will be expanded here on earth, and that when we live in our life and we are done, when we get to heaven, our master will tell us, welcome and welcome. So we need to have that at the back of our minds, no matter what we do. Um, I'm happy that our senior, that our daddy here, Dr. Eden, has done a very good um, overview and description of all the things that we could expect as a way of career. And like you rightly said, your career is what you do even if you don't really get so much out of it. Um, a lot of things are changing. I know when we're in medical school, we all look forward to finishing, being a resident, of course, ultimately being a consultant. But we discover that that's uh, the paradigm shift. That's no longer becoming very, very popular today. People are looking for other things. A lot of frustration, a lot of things happening. And even when you become a fellow here in Nigeria, a few months ago we had somebody who finished in our center. All of a sudden he disappeared. You know, he had passed, become a fellow since last year, and then he has gone to the UK to begin again. So these are things that we know that are happening. So the question is, what are we here to do? What are we blessed to search for? So for me, I see it as if we understand that. There's somebody who we are working for. I put up this slide because let's go back to that first one. The first one. Yes. So this shows the stethoscope bringing money. You know? Money, like an ebook. And one of the things we say is, Officer Rogogole, that means how much do they bring? You know? I know some of our colleagues will say, at the end of it all, you want to have a good life. Okay? And sometimes that good life, money is important to have that good life. So we cannot trivialize that. So no matter what we say, the question of money is very important. So how do we utilize the stethoscope? Or of course, stethoscope is just a symbol. We may not know anything else. So we talked about career and the fact that it's something that should be progressive. And as the time goes on, you keep growing it. You pursue something, you give it your passion. Next slide. Next slide. So, um, Christian doctor, we follow Christ. Christ is our master. So I always want to remember this. Of course, the doctor will have different definitions. Someone who has been trained to offer medical assistance, either as preventive or curative. In these days of lifestyle modification, 
Kamepo-Rock-Rock Lifestyle Meditation Clinic. Lots of, um, the previous speaker told us about diet and how it's not just about producing food stuff, but how to get people to eat healthy. And he mentioned the issue of being, even though I'm not aware of that, that there's a scale of things. I guess it's be because of the preservation. Okay. So these are things that we need to know and we need to be able to um, offer some form of help to our people. Um, Miles Monroe, Monroe of Blessed Memory said something one of his books. He said, when the purpose of a thing is not to know, at least it will make you So if we know why we are here, if you know who you are, and you understand what you are best suited to do. Um, even as children of God, the issue of mob action and going in a group doesn't really work. God deals with us as individuals at times. I would I like to tell stories. When I, I trained in Motakon and when I was done, I served in Alpaigo. And then I came to work in Abakanimi. So when I came to work in Abakanimi, I was telling myself, but when my friends asked me, Abakanimi, where is that? I don't know. And somebody helped me get a job. So I got there and I said, at most six months. So once I'm past primary, I'll leave here. I'm sure you know what it means now. Typical somebody who is trained in Abakanimi, all of a sudden you are going, I mean, trained in Potato. All of a sudden you are going to somewhere where the whole, if I road to the place was, was something else. Okay, so I told myself, six months I'll be out, at most, because I was targeting the next primary exam, so when I'm done, I'll come out and then I'll go get a better job somewhere else. Of course, that's yeah, 2003, and this is what, 2019, so I'm still in Abakali. So, the point here is that when you are working with God, He tells you how to go. There are some things that will happen and you think you have it all figured out, but it has other plans for you. So we must remember that in all that we do. Okay, so I came to Abakaliki and I started residency and all that and all that. And of course, to be by the grace, I'm qualified and I'm a consultant. Now, even the choice of dermatology, when people say, oh, you chose it, maybe it's the easy way out. For me, it's very difficult. For those of us, most medical schools, you discover that dermatology training is almost nothing. So yeah, as a, as a resident, I had to learn it the hard way. It would have been easier for me to go do something else, cardiology, neurology. I was very good in all those ones, but I saw a need that dermatology was almost, there was nobody and we had a need in our hospital. And in fact, some foods were very few. So that was why I chose, I had to go to dermatology. It took a lot of prayers, a lot of considering, and I'm there. Sometimes I still ask myself, am I sure I made the right choice? So, you know, these things are things that with time you discover. When I had get to that point, the Holy Spirit tells me, no, we are the right thing. Praise the Lord. So these are things that you discover that as you grow with Him, He tells you. Now, no matter what you choose to do at the end of the day, be sure you are doing what your Master wants you to do. Be sure you are changing lives. One of the things I like to do is offer help. But when I leave my house in the morning, I'm going to the hospital. I say, today, there's something God wants to use me to accomplish. There's somebody who will come to me for help. Lord, may I be able to meet that need? That's what we're all here to do. So whether you earn the big money, you're the big consultant, and people can't reach you, you haven't really quite done justice to what you're here to do. So we are meant to meet the needs of people whichever platform. 
God comes us sometimes. We had um, some SCMBSN um, president several years ago. He is now in the banking industry. He works as a banker. I don't know how or whether he's still there. At the time, he wasn't it wasn't the issue of HMO. You know, there are HMOs in the bank that I mean employ doctors. This he was working as a banker. So I want us to go back to the slide of influence career choice. Now, what are this? For some of us who are studying medicine, we are studying medicine because our parents wanted us to study medicine. So from the beginning there's a problem. That problem is it's not really our choice. Okay, so some people when they are done, they would fold up the certificate and give it to their parents and say, okay, I'm done, now I can do what I want to really do. It happened. We had one prominent politician sometime in Abakaliki. In fact, he went on to be, at the time he was graduating, he was already in the House of Representatives. So I know when he was about to finish, he said, Ah, Chief Steve, this thing, you know, I won't practice. You should just let me you know if I will not practice. And of course, truth to time is not practicing. So he probably did it because he wanted to have a DR. So when he's called, uh, he is a medical doctor, he has an MBBS. So these are the things. So for him, that's the issue of medical practice does not come up. Now, pair group. The issue of pair group is important. Now with the medical migration thing. And we open up Facebook, you see somebody putting in front of one beautiful house. We've seen that, I mean, I mean, we'll be like, I thought this person was working in Lagos or Zampara or something. So he's abroad, and you know pictures, everything looks so good, and like, wow, me and here, I'm going to be pining away. So these are things, and then all of a sudden, we never even thought of moving. Now you are thinking of doing that. Okay, financial considerations, money is important. So, um, one of the reasons that even why people don't get out of residency any is because the money is good. When we started, even though I'm not like I'm not like very old, I know then I think it was seventy thousand when we started residency and that was our salary. So we were in a hurry to get out, but it's not so now. So the issue of money is important. Um, the issue of what you want to do to satisfy your passion. Which ideally should come second after what God says is also the reason why people make the choices they do. So I want us to wrap up by looking at scriptures. Like I said, we can't, there's no grammar we'll speak when it comes to um, Christians, not, and then you don't refer back to the person that brought us here. Because sometimes when um, professors die, I'm like, oh, so this person is dead. So what has happened to all his knowledge? Then a very rich man dies, and I'm like, so what has come from this man? So we are going to give account of our lives, so we need to be careful. Romans 8 14 says, Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So when the Holy Spirit leads you, He will lead you into a place where you have rest. John 16 13 tells us that when the Spirit of God comes, He will lead us into worship. There was a scripture we read in at the JNC, Deuteronomy 33, verse 18, if I was. The, the man, the doctor calling me his boss that read it, and I go back and I actually thought about it. He said, and observe Lord, he said, rejoice Zebulon in thy going out, and Issachar in thy tent. So, those of us that are here in Nigeria, we should rejoice in the fact that we are here in the tent. Zebulon, those who are referred to as Zebulon, they have to go out there. 
So if you are supposed to be an Isaka, please don't be a Zebron and vice versa. There's something for you everywhere. Somebody is going to offer medical care to your parents living in Nigeria, to your siblings, because not everyone of us will travel there. Okay, please let's go back. Now, Psalm 106, verse 15 says, And he gave them their request, but he sent meekness into their soul. That is one thing you must pray against. That thing that you are really asking God for, you think that, oh, when I get when I go to the UK, my life is all sorted out. We should pray that the meanness of soul will not come with him, as happened to the children of Israel. Then John 8, uh, John 8 29 tells us that he, please go back, and he, sent, and he that sent me to me, the Father has not left him. Why? Because I do always the things that please him. So we need to have this at the back of our mind. I will close with Ruth chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. It says there that the time came when there was great famine. It's happening now in Nigeria. And Ruth, I mean, uh, Naomi and her family, they left. Of course, sometimes I ask myself, was it wrong that they left? No. But it was wrong because there was a God had a plan for that country later on. And when he visited them, what happened? At the time she was returning, as far her husband was there, her children were dead. It was only Ruth who more or less agreed to come back with her. So Bessie says, then she arose with her daughters in law, and she might return from the country of Moab, or she had heard in the country of Moab, how that the Lord has visited his people and given them bread. So whatever we do, we must realize that there's somebody who is in charge. And the factors really are not even as high as can see. I will also come back to myself. When in 2009 our hospital had a problem, I was actually with the state hospital. In fact, a lot of people left. I remember one a lady walking with us came to me and said, ah, Doctor, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for this hospital to fall on your, your, your head and your husband's head before you leave? My husband also worked in the same hospital as an optometrist. But I didn't have the frame of mind to leave. I had options. I mean, I know I'm not a dummy. I know if I had applied somewhere, I probably would have gotten somewhere. But I just didn't think, I didn't believe I needed to leave. And then it happened to us the way um, the scripture said it in Ruth chapter 1, verse 6. After a while, things got back. Now, the same place where I work, people are coming and begging to be employed in the same place. Praise the Lord. So that tells us that. So those of you now became the people who were, you know, the founding members as it were. Praise the Lord. So what am I saying? You should follow what God wants you to do. When I went for part one, they didn't ask me where I was coming from. I passed that in our first touch. I mean internal medicine, so I know how internal medicine can be. Nobody asked me. So where you are is not a problem. It's where God wants you to be. Because I went for that exam and I passed. I wasn't better than the other, but the point is where I was was also not a disadvantage to me. So I'll conclude by saying that medical career is one great platform for the expansion of God's kingdom here on earth and for preparing men for eternity. There is peace, there is safety and fulfillment when we follow God. Please, I don't want to see my face. Can I see the slides? Thank you. Uh, we have one life, and we cannot afford to gamble with it. There's no second life. I mean, not here on earth anyway. Our ambition is inferior to following God. No matter what ambition you have, it's safer you follow God. Now, concerning everything in our life, not just in our career, even in our marriage choice of the partner and all that, we should seek God's will in everything. 
So that at the end of our stay here on earth, we know that we'll have something to do to. And we know that what will bring us into that place is what we have done for the Master here. Thank you for your time. And God bless you. Thank you very much, ma'am. I'm going to call up um, somebody that works with WHO. His name is Dr. Chukwebukuku. He's going to modulate the session on Q&A. If you have any questions, I mean, I don't know what your questions look like. But for some of us that are wondering, having spent all our beautiful years in residency, or I'm still a youth cop, and I want to work in Shell or work in WHO, how do I get that? I mean, this is your opportunity to ask a question. Or you want to go into graphics or something. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you, brother. Um, how many of us have been blessed by the past three speakers? Amen. <laughs> the one that hit me most was that Psalm. Psalm 106. It says he gave them their request and then sent in them into their soul. And I pray, Lord, please hold the request. Let my soul start Amen. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. I'm thinking, please, could we have the facilitators take two noble chairs in front here so that those firing the questions can just fire directly? Amen. Um, thank you so much, sir and ma'am, for um, the fantastic presentation you have been thus far. And my question is this. Sometimes, is it not selfish of us to think only about our passion when we want to take decisions about our careers? Because for many of us, people are dependent on us and we cannot run away from that. Some of us, the destinies of others are tied to us, even financially. And we may find ourselves gearing towards the career path that we know that in all reality, there is no money in there, but you are passionate about it. For example, they are passionate about say, fundamental research. And it, with us, we said, there is no money in fundamental research, except you get the professional research. And that is your passion. And you have family members that have sacrificed so much for you to get to where you are. Isn't it selfish of you to say, because I am passionate about fundamental research, then I just go that way, spend my years in the lab, end up with at best, money that will just keep me by and my family is suffering. What do you think about that? Praise God. Thank you so much for very kind presentation. I have to questions. When you have multiple or multiple passion, how do you tie them together? Then, second speaker, the first speaker talked about job, labor, or how do you? That means you can actually get to a job on your career. So, how do you get to a job on your career? Well, I tried to make him to remember 
that you should not forget that my grandfather who was great Christian, uh, his story still is now today in the village. When I was born, I said to him, this one is a doctor. So when I was doing my entrance to battle, uh, first choice he said right medicine. Second choice he said put a dash across. Third choice put a dash across. Now, fortunately, I have met with Jesus. And what he said to me, even when I was in prelim, I didn't quite know what committee medicine was. That you're going to that that as a career you follow. And then specialization, uh, the thing about a Christian is that you must have a personal relationship with Jesus. When I say personal relationship, I'm not talking about uh, that oh, you're going to get uh, you're free from hell. That's how do you do your thing? How do you do your thing? To do community medicine was for doing that thing on Saturday morning. That was pretty. Started on Saturday, I just stayed with it till afternoon. And don't ask me whether I still do that today. The answer is no. That was the face. You know, newly born again, pretty. And him, we had to go at him. And it was there I knew I was going to study community medicine. So when he came, I said that I have worked with community physicians and so on. They don't really have a thorough cover, you know? And here was I. The only thing I could say to him was, you have known me over these years through medical school. So if I tell you that it's me and Jesus that want to go at then you should understand. Although he didn't take it. How, how do you do residence building? If nobody in community medicine was giving one couple extra, you guys, other guys getting call duty, whatever. We had to fight it because it was the right. Uh, you know, if I talk to you about the life of a committee physician, you won't believe it. But it was difficult to raise a family. Very difficult. I remember trying to go somewhere to help in a clinic. When they had committee medicine, they said, Have you seen a theater before? You know? So it was, it was difficult try to raise the family, but one thing that happened to, to us as a family was that uh, we didn't lack bread. We didn't lack bread. While others were uh, riding in cars, well, we took motorbike, we do our thing, you know, and uh, we always came out great. And uh, the kinds of things that children then at that time. If we are not surprised who they have become today. I mean in terms of being solid human beings, 
in value that a lot more than whatever life they would have lived before now. So the basic question for me for existence is who led you? Mentors are very good. Ask yourself, who led you into all of these things? When you know and you're going through it, I, I don't put some of my hands and so on used to say. But you're so solid in your inside. Knowing where you are in, you're going. And please, marry somebody that doesn't think like you. You know, a human being is made up of body, soul, and spirit. That doesn't have the same spirit with you. Don't try it. Not so. You may have a shipwreck of what God has asked you to do. Uh, well, you can still pray about it. Made, made an error. You know? And not God is always there to help. So, when they say better half, the second half, and you're raising the family, don't worry, those people will talk now. But you are God, you already know what your tomorrow will be like. They will still come back and say, as they didn't know it was like that. You know? Even your parents, uh, you don't have much to give them now. Later on, you know? Uh, the things will happen as God has ordained it to happen if you follow it. Honestly, honestly speaking, what should I, in my own thinking, what should I be doing with commitments? When, when I went for the interview into residence, nobody there who came for surgery had marks that were near mine. And then the person was saying, why, why, why didn't you come and do surgery? would have been the first that we would have uh, chosen. I laughed because one of my friends who went to pathology later on, who knew me quite well, I was saying, don't worry, the man doesn't know what, what, what uh, say, but he was a fantastic teacher, my very good friend today. But this thing is from the inner man, and I didn't expect him to understand it. I didn't expect my fantastic dad to understand me. So, once you know the direction in which God is leading you, the cha challenges will be there. I mean, you may, you may fall like Jesus fell and Joseph of Arimathea from our hell. But he still got to the cross now and, and delivered us. You know? So, I know it's easier said when you're going through it, it's, so, it's not easy. But let the strength in your inner man tell you, I'm doing this thing with God and it's going to be fantastic. You know, at the, at the end of the day. I thought they want it to be like that to teach many people blessings. You know, who he is. Uh, no man, no man takes glory, so you will do it for that reason. So once you're assured with Jesus, forget about your friends, Christian or not Christian. You know, because not all men have been 
doing the thing. And the end will always be in pain. Particularly when you see that the other side of Jordan has been Amen. Thank you very much, sir. Um, program management, do we have time for one more question? Just one more burning question. Okay. So, since there's no other question, I guess I'll just thank the facilitators. A lot of things have come out for us. Things about value. How we place our value system. And that is started by saying that a career is founded on a legacy that you hope to outlive you even when you are gone. What would you want people to remember? And then that scripture that keeps telling us that Jesus says that his father is always pleased with him and is always present with him because he does that which the father wills. And I think having a relationship with God came out strongly as well. And then seeking and following his leading, no matter what any other person may think about it. At the end, usually the vision will speak, but it may take some time. Praise the Lord. Please, can we put our hands together for the family? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much.